Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Buffs and Nerfs, your favorite podcast on video games and video game news-ish. With me, oh, I'm, well, I'm Andrew Lanza. I guess I should introduce myself. And with me, live and alive for the first time, I have sitting across from me in the flesh, Sam Hall. How it's you doing, true. Buddy? I was undead until just a little while ago, but uh, it is thank you, season. Catholic Church. You know, it turned out all I needed was a good uh, sacrifice to Satan to bring me back to life on uh, All Hallows Eve. Blesses, blessed be you. So, it is, uh, as I said... Is Satan gender neutral? Like, blessed be you? Or me? You, or Satan? You. Oh, me? Oh, okay. You, yeah. Sam Hall. Um, so, yeah. So, as I as I mentioned, we're uh, doing a, a little bit different. Usually, we do this online. But uh, we're trying it out in person for the first time. So, we'll see how this goes. Um, it's weird. Seeing, yeah, I didn't realize it would be an hour of staring at you. This is... I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I can. We got to put up, like, a, a curtain. Yeah. Or, like, one of those, like... Folding. We should just do this in separate rooms, but in the same building. We 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 were we were troubleshooting. We were like, why don't we just do this in separate? <laughs> what are you talking about, Andrew? Thing. No, this went flawlessly. <laughs> Your microphone isn't hooked to the back of the chair I sit in normally at the dinner. Yeah, the, the the microphone stand is literally a chair. Um, that's fine though. We we we, we make it work here. We God make it work right. here. That's what we're all about at Buffing Nerfs: improvisation and uh, ingenuity. So uh, for this episode, we're gonna go a little, uh, I guess, patriotic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to do a little uh, take on Canadian gaming and uh, just talk about, you know, highlight some Canadian games, some Canadian gamers, uh, potentially, you know, just our favorite games set in Canada, all, all that sort of thing. Yeah. So before we get into our main topic, uh, which I mentioned is the Canadian gaming, um, what have you been playing lately? Well, I'm still playing ESO for the open world exploration. Uh, the new Call Elder Scrolls of... Online for yes, those. Elder Scrolls Online. Sorry, I apologize. Uh, we call it ESO in the business, the podcast business. We call it ESO. It's just a thing, you know. It's professionalism. Uh, the new Call of Duty dropped, and it's actually great. Like it's it's like a rock solid, really good Call of Duty. I've had a lot of fun. I haven't had this much fun with the. Uh, Call of Duty's always been my guilty pleasure. Like, I like it, and I've enjoyed it in the year in, year out, pretty much. But this is the first one in a long time where I've been like, oh, wow, this is really just great. You don't have that kind of, well, I've done a half dozen matches for the evening. I'm, you're like, you just want to keep playing more. But um, Yeah, I, I see you and um friend of the podcast, Billy Hoosh, uh, I see you guys uh, streaming. Yep. I, I've caught a couple streams. It's uh, it's It's been fun to how, how watch do you I guys. come across? I have no idea what to say on a stream. I, I'm just not. I think I, I, think know, Billy needs I guess the same as like a podcast. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It's like, do I? I, I, I mean, I I love doing it, but I, I'm always afraid of letting Billy down. Like, I feel like there's something like I should get like a, a list of things I should be doing. I should be like, you know, firing off fireworks or flare guns or whatever. I, I think you're I think you're fine. All right. I wouldn't I wouldn't worry too much. Sorry, I it. just need approval from any source at this point in my life. You oh, got, and you got, uh, a, you got a gold star for me is control. I very much enjoy that. It's, yeah. it's a good game. Twin Peaks the building. Yeah, that's actually that's actually a good way to put it. I don't. Uh, that's actually yeah, no, it, I'm early uh, early days in it, early stages of it, but it's I'm definitely loving what I'm experiencing so far. Yeah, no, and uh, other than that, I have a few indie games I started to check out, but uh, nothing as concrete as those three games. So, well, what you so what do you think of Control so far? I liked it. I really like the aesthetic. Uh, that's sort of I don't know how to describe the aesthetic other than Office Helvetica like very kind of like <laughs> yeah 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 just sort of like everything and it's also massive brutalist structures and i'm a fan of brutalism i know it's not perhaps the best architectural style but there's something i find really engaging and interesting about it and the controls are good you know and so forth but like literally i think you get powers at some point and i haven't even gotten to that oh I, I was gonna say you get this kind of like little dash kind of like you kind of like just propel forward yeah like, for a, like blink, a little bit blink and yeah like it's like a little like yeah. blink almost like and I, I know at some point you can start throwing things as well with your mind yeah you get that very early but no, but the blink Literally, I showed up, shot some weird dude, some oh, weird okay. shit happened, and then I just talked to a girl in a a woman in an in a conference room for like oh, yeah, 10, yeah. 15 minutes while she basically says, "Hey, here's a whole bunch of stuff that if you haven't been reading the little things you pick up along the way, you know." But I love it. I love it. Like you pick up a little thing, it's like all redacted, like oh, it's redacted underneath. That must be the most important stuff. Yeah, it's it, it's a lot of fun. I I really liked how um well like I, well, I was just gonna say about the the dash. Well, you like, played it, right? Like, yeah, you, you played yeah, it a lot the more. game. The game uh, I feel like really opens up once uh kind of like the dash uh you get the dash. But I really like just how 
the building is really like a character yeah. in the story. Yeah, 100%. Um, and it's it's very much a game where it's like the like that girl in the conference room is kind of like your main quest giver where she'll be like, go to point B. And he'll be like, okay, I need to like go over to point B. But it's like, it's not about like, getting it's not about getting to point b it's about traveling there like you know what i mean journey yeah exactly exactly and it's like you kind of like you're going there oh you find some other little area there oh you found this other little like little like boss fight kind of thing it's very much like it it very much rewards you for kind of not going strictly from point a to point b to point c i have a quick question for you because there's something i don't understand so i keep getting these numbers going up in the like i'm at like 2000 in my bottom left and these numbers that i have no idea what they refer to is it experience points? I have no idea. Okay, so anyways, those are the games I've been playing. Andrew, what have, what have you been uh, doing that doesn't involve Pokemon? All right, well then, moving on. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I, I've just been, honestly, like, man, I'm just so fucking addicted to Pokemon. Like, I'm just, I'm, like, getting a competitive, like, I'm breeding, like, not breeding, but I'm, like, putting together, like, competitive Pokemon. and just Who are you challenging? Uh, the competitive people, Pokemon, like people online, there's like there that. is an online yeah, thing. Yeah. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah there's yeah, like yeah. there's like a ladder and stuff like that. But then also you can just like battle like NPCs. There's like kind of like um like a battle tower type thing where you kind of like ascend the ranks. But it's just NPCs. Yeah. That one's obviously a little bit easier. Like uh, like the more I play is uh the more I realize I'm not. Will you be Grand Poke Champion? Smudge. Sorry, one of the downsides to recording in my place is I have a cat who likes to meow. It is it is welcome here on Buff of the Nerfs. Um, but will you be grand champion of the earth by the time Pokemon Scarlet and Violet? Does that it drops? No, absolutely not. Definitely not. I'm I'm I, like I'm not good. I'm doing it for fun. Like it's yeah. It's... Uh, when we get on Switch, I'll be denying your friend request thing. You're you're already my friend on Switch. I'll unfriend you and then you'll request it. I'm, I'm that's just mean. I, 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 I want to play with real Pokemon trainers. Well, I like possibly friend of the show Amanda if you're listening. Well, I want to be the very best. Like, no one ever was. She said I sounded like I was on Team Rocket in a text. I mean, you you give up Team Rocket vibes. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. They're the bad guys? Oh, yeah. What's their deal? Why are they so bad? Like, I mean... They just just want to steal Ash's Pikachu. Is that the only Pikachu? No, but it's like... Like in the like the anime canon, like Ash's Pikachu is like very powerful. But there are. Do you ever run into other Pikachu's in this show? Uh, in the show. In the show. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Now that there's some like you know, there's like the the bearded Pikachu and. The, I mean, I the guess Pikachu they all like. I mean, for, like the anime, they always kind of like like if there's like a bunch of like a Pokemon, they'll always kind of like give one a little bit of like a hairstyle. They'll give one like a notch out of his ear, so you can like if they eyebrows. On yeah, them. exactly. Just so you can kind of like differentiate them from like in like the episode. But I mean generally like in game like there are actually special like there is like pete like ash's pikachu in game then there's like also like ash's greninja in game which is like there's like is Grenin- that like a like a category it's like oh you've got shiny panitas no you get it's ash's just like panitas. a special kind of like it's like representative of like that anime specific it- greninja specifically or, more powerful than the other people yeah it's like they'll usually have like some uh be able to like learn some kind of like exclusive move or they'll like look different or they'll have some weird like ability that's not generally found on typical none Greninja. of this is spoilers for scarlet and violet right because spoiler alert for the future folks i will be playing that game and andrew and i will be discussing it on one episode you have that to look forward to we yeah that is that is that is a plan what is it i think november 18th it drops yeah it's like the middle of the month i believe so yeah, so shortly after, well not shortly after, a couple, couple weeks after, we'll do a little, uh, we'll do a little Pokemon Teardown, which I'm of course a little excited about. And I'm um, dreading. But yeah, other than that, I really haven't been playing a lot of games. Like Pokemon's kind of been like my, I'm playing on my Switch while like watching stuff. Like I haven't yeah. like been playing a game game too much lately. Just we've been watching a lot of stuff on TV, a lot of a lot of documentaries. We've been talking a lot of like Cold War documentaries. Oh, it's, <laughs> it was the war that was the coldest. A lot of World War II documentaries. You should join my uh, Cold War Recre- Recreation Society. We just hang out at a table and stare at each other. Then eventually, and just like sign. smoke. And sign a document. So he's got yeah, like yeah. like McNamara slick yeah, back hair, yeah, just smoking with horn rim glasses and going like, <laughs> just, don't you understand? It's quarantine. It's a new language we're talking between. Th- that's uh, from nineteen uh, the the thirteen days movie that you asked about. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. All right, welcome to Sam Hall's uh, Cold War podcast. We just changed hardcore it. history with Sam and Andrew. And like, my God, they, the Cubans had missiles and. 
And they were already there. They were I mean, already why? there. Yeah. <laughs> my God. That's, he does have Can kind of. think about it? Yeah, he's Would you already there. In your backyard? Yeah, Would you shoot dude in a U2 plane flying over your backyard? Honestly, one thing oh about God. the hard, just as a, as a separate thing. I never really put into like I watched I listened to the hardcore history about World War Two. Uh, sorry about Cold War and th- like what never really I never really kind of thought about was that brief period of time where America was the only one with the bomb. Yeah, that 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 actually like I was like yeah, I always forty five look- to forty nine. Yeah, it's like I, I learned, you know, America came up like uh, invented the atom bomb, and then you know the Soviets were soon after. But I never really kind of parsed and you, never really you didn't know America invented the, the no bomb I did be- no. But you didn't just learn that from Dan Harmon's no, podcast. No, no, no. But I'm saying I just okay. didn't – I just never really thought about this, you know, four-year or yeah. whatever period of time where it was only America. Like, yeah. obviously, I understood that that obviously was a thing, but it was just very interesting to kind of uh, – that. Anyway, we're getting way off topic here, but that's what we do here. Oh, wait. Quick sidebar with you. We should do an episode about Cold War video games. Hey. Yeah. Or maybe that's the next one. Hey, there we go. Okay. Um, so, that's all right. It was furiously yeah. scribbling notes. Oh, God. Write this down before I forget. But yeah, so that is uh, really what I've been playing. Just <laughs> more Pokemon. Hey, man. You know what? Uh, I, I bounce between games like a crazy person. But person with mental issues. I don't want to be offensive. But um, if you're playing a video game and you're just playing one video game and you're enjoying it, you're, you're gaming, son. You're a gamer. Game and you learned system. it from watching you, dad. I did. I did. So, yeah. So, I guess that uh, kind of sums up what we've been playing. So, yeah. So, moving on to uh, our topic. So, I guess, you, you know the... Um, what is it the maple for canadian uh recording artists where it's like like the music the artist uh the producer and then the label <laughs> i dropped my phone and then the phone falling <laughs> off the table yes yes um, the most integral parts of cancon music that's that's it it's, it's live fuck it um, we'll do it live sorry atlantis for said you had four of them but you did not have andrew's phone falling off the table we can't put the cancon label yeah on that's album. it's busting nurse bingo um what does it say by the way that my canadian artist go-to is atlantis for set that's fine mm, i feel like there's better i mean the, like she's Gowan. she's pretty fucking that's good that's what i meant to say Gowan. yeah little carly ray jepson how about Gowan, man. Who's Gowan? Uh, strange animal, that's all I know. Wanting it. Or, um, what, I don't what know. was the other song? He had another hit. Gowan. Fuck, he had another hit. Look, he's okay. a criminal mind. Is all okay, I don't bring up criminal vibes, all right? I ever know. Oh, yeah, I guess the song really does apply to, doesn't it? Um, but re- yeah, re- so listeners, you will never get an answer to that riddle. That, yeah, that, that, that criminal vibes is, the day. That, that in joke will never get explained. That is a deep cut. And I'll tell you later. Um, yeah, email us at buffs and nerves at geocities, and we'll let you know. It's AOL. At, at Angel Fire. At AOL. Um, it's a BBS we run. So, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So, as I say, it's kind of like, you know, music. Art, like, we're kind of, mm-hmm. I guess, looking at video games, Canadian video games, kind of like the same way, where it's like, you know, we Canadian game could be, we're talking about it. But I was like, the setting that's set in Canada, if, you know, if it's made in Canada, you know, if it has, you know, set in Canada, I guess is pretty much it. So, yeah. So, you know, created, published, distributed, set in Canada. All those sorts of things. So yeah. So as as far as like, did you? I, I did a little bit of research, but was there anything that kind of like caught your eye as far as like the history of Canadian gaming? Well, when I was looking at the history of Canadian gaming, I, you know, honestly, I was surprised that there is there. First of all, the I think the first gaming oh, I should have written this down. This is like the one thing I didn't write down uh, was in like 1982. Like Canadians got into video gaming really I see, early. I see 1983 here in British Columbia. Yeah, I think that's the one. It's like a very small, like, uh, do you have the name Yeah, it was game? called, yeah, Distinctive Software. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. But, I mean, Canadian gaming, uh, well, it's not necessarily about the history, but one thing I will say, and I hope this isn't jumping too far ahead, yeah, there are not a lot of games set in Canada. That's something I did. No, discover. no, yeah, I definitely looked at. Like, I was borderline, could I mention Call of Duty because one of the playable operators is Canadian? Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that happens do. every time they have a nationality. There's always, like, a token Canadian. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I bet he's token. 
Well, I mean, it's legal up here. Yeah, I mean, it's legal in most of the states. No, is it? No, I think it's only like what, what did not come across was a slight eye roll after that comment, which now that we're in person, <laughs> I can see, which is nice. I can get see. used to it. I mean, you might it's like, oh, well, I'm used to your no, eye rolls. Don't worry. You can, you can feel it psychically for me now. And sometimes you'll just wake up and be like, I think Sam just eye rolled. Yeah. So. I, like I, I saw the same thing where it was mm-hmm. like it looks like it looks like the first uh, kind of big studio is this distinctive software. What is his name? Dan uh, Matrick and Jeff Sember in Burnaby, British Columbia. Which, if you, uh, as I as I uh, kind of did did a little more research, they were bought by EA in 1991. Shock of all shocks, EA buying and up a company. They became EA Canada, right? That's right. Yeah, and then they became EA Canada, and then they only were only EA Canada from 92 to 2000, which Ready for it? Are you sitting down? Uh, yes. EA shuttered it. EA bought, you know, they, they, they bought a dev and then they shuttered it. But yeah, so I mean, obviously you have uh, like that. That's like the beginning one. You have, you know, moving a little bit farther down the line, you have obviously BioWare, which is, you know. For me, that is the big Canadian. Yeah. The, the the development studio that sort of started the Canadian renaissance on video games. You can have a renaissance, but it feels like they were the first really big Canadian on our sleeve company. Yeah, absolutely. And like, obviously you have like Ubisoft Montreal, um, you know, not actually too far from where we are, not doxing ourselves, but uh, we have the Ubisoft Toronto office. Yeah, you're not doxing ourselves. You're just doxing me, you son of a bitch. Now I have to sell my place and move. Fuck. All right. Let's go. Let me comp my realtor. So yeah, we, Bill, I, you, you said it would happen and it did. It did. Say hi to Bill for me. He says hi. Bill says hi back. So he's such a lovely man. He's a good guy. No, he's, he, and you know what? He didn't take a huge percentage when uh, he... Uh... Is his name actually Bill? No, I think the guy's name was Rick Wall. Free advertising. No free ads here. Well, I don't know if it's advertising because I do know he has passed away. Well, RIP. Mm. Rest in peace, Rick. One love. Damn. Gone too soon. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where to go from there. I, audiences are like, this is hilarious. Or like, these guys are pieces of shit. <laughs> and you're both right, to be honest. The, the, the last time we ever recorded person. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, you have like, I feel like those are like the big ones. Mm-hmm. The Toronto studio opened up in 2009. So yeah, so you have, and obviously Bioware Edmonton, that's like... Rockstar Toronto also. Rockstar Toronto. Which made one of my favorite games. Do you want to get into that now or later? Ping pong? No. Do you remember when Rockstar made a ping pong game? I do remember when. It was actually kind of good. I never uh, played. I was just like, ah, oh, this isn't me shooting it. people and taking them out of their cars. What is this horseshit? It was. It was like surprisingly like like I remember like the mechanics. Like I only played it like a couple times at a friend's house, but like the mechanics were like I wouldn't say deep, but like one of those games where you're like, oh, this is like a ping pong game, and then you start playing, and you're like, oh, okay, this is like it's you know it's deep. It's not just like a Mario Tennis where you're just like press Back the bad. A button. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's like you can put spin on it. You can kind of yeah. Anyway. So what's what's your bully? Nope. Uh, the Warriors. That was made. That by was Rockstar. made in Toronto. Rockstar Toronto. Oh, dude, the Warriors is such a good game. Such a good game. Yeah. Oh, I, that, honestly, like when I think about Rockstar games, that almost I know we've talked about it on the show, but that's still I'm like, that's not at the forefront of my mind when I think about Rockstar games. Like even if I start to dig for Rockstar games, I'm thinking like State of Emergency. Ping, the ping pong uh, one, I can't remember. I bought yeah, State of Emergency right of after. Uh, no, because I, I bought Grand Theft Auto. Chewed okay, through that bad boy Okay, you and wanted then, Grand Theft Auto too. And then I was too. like, huh, starting riots? Kind of horrible couch. And it's just like you run around in a ride. It was, it, it's not a very good game. Okay, you wanted, you wanted number two though, so. But anyway, yeah, so it's like. There are, you know, lots of different companies. Obviously, you have uh, smaller like indie devs that, you know, have made games like. Uh, Cuphead or like Celeste, things mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, so like Canada, I feel like is very much in the mix when it comes to video. I would say it has a representation both at the larger end, like the the Assassin's Creed series is basically Ubisoft Montreal yeah. is running. And then watch actually Watchdog Legions. I just yep. found out is Canadian made. I didn't know that until this uh, research. Yeah, uh, that that was actually made at Ubisoft Toronto, like over just uh, miles and miles away from here. Yes, you were. You were. Call Bill again. <laughs> you gotta sell, 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 <laughs> sell it again. again. So yeah, so like, there's, you know, it's, 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 it's a, it's the history is there. 
is what Absolutely. I'm trying to say. And like, I'm just excited to see what else is coming down the pipeline. You know I, I, mean? I think that Canada, especially uh, apparently Quebec and Ontario, the provinces uh, for non-Canadian listeners, those are like states. They have, I know they have significant tax credits that are, are oh. promoting uh, the software and video game development in those two provinces specifically. But I know, I'm pretty sure throughout Canada there are, but I know in those two provinces, which are also the most, I think Quebec is the second most populous province after Ontario. That seems right. I, I, to that honestly sounds right, but I don't know enough about population. Yeah. To, to, uh, but, um, yeah. So I think Canada's future is probably, you're going to see more and more games come, especially with the whole indie scene. And now that we're reaching a point where the generation coming out of university grew up playing video games. Like it's, it's much more of a thing. And I'm, I'm excited because I feel, feel Canadian. And there's, games- there's a lot of like, you see a lot of ads for like video game design and stuff like yeah. that just around like on the subway. I'm sure you see that in all like major cities or whatever, but nope, just Canada. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go on. Oh, I was just saying like, and I think uh, we're going to start seeing more games with a Canadian sensibility, you know, in a Canadian, uh, not necessarily a Canadian culture, like the world, stereotypes but just sort of the canadian attitude now now that's uh we were talking about this a little bit before it is i'm switching gears here a little jumping a little bit ahead but you did mention um the canadian sensibility yes and now when we had originally talked about this uh concept for this episode you had mentioned this and i thought like yeah like i don't i don't really know a lot of games and then you had brought up uh the mass effect series I mean, I know that we have, you know, talked about the Mass Effect I might have mentioned once or twice, yeah. But yeah, did you want to kind of maybe elaborate on what you meant by that? When when you brought up uh, Canadian gaming, I was like, and then Canadian sensibilities, I'm like, well, what is Canadian? And I was like, okay, well, Mass Effect is a big game made by Bioware, a big Canadian publisher. I'm like, well, is it Canadian? And then I realized something. One of the things you'll hear in America is immigration is a melting pot. They want everyone to kind of come in and all become Americans. Canada refers to its immigration as a mosaic. It's like a large picture with individual different tiles of different colors and shapes, or where it's less about cultural assimilation. And I'm not saying that's purely what America is. But in Canada, the immigration is very heavily focused on maintaining your culture while being a part of this. And the Mass Effect series, when you play it, has a huge amount of different alien races that aren't assimilated in like a Star Trek Star Wars fashion where everyone's pretty much the same just different looking or speaking a different language like there they have they go into very distinct different cultures and how the uh they call it the alliance I believe gosh why can I not remember the name I played the game many times like the the human the alliances of humans and then the citadel species which is basically all the sentient species in the galaxy they're all very they they maintain their distinct cultures and politics they're just working together which I find is a very Canadian thing like the the idea that you, if you come and be a part of this, whether it's Canada or in that case the Citadel Station, uh, we want you here, but we're not expecting you to become. You don't have like, to lose your culture. Exactly. Yeah. You don't. You don't have to merge your identity into what we consider Canadian. In so much as, bring your culture here because we want to have other cultures. Now, obviously, I'm saying that as someone who lives in Toronto, one of the more multicultural cities in the world, let alone in Canada. So that uh, may not be universal, but I, that I do feel is the core of the Canadian immigration attitude and that's also something that when we talked about this video game subject it just popped in my head it's like oh that's a big part of mass effect series is different cultures working together rather than different cultures becoming one culture yeah no that's that's super super interesting like i haven't i haven't played the mass effect games but you will <laughs> we're doing uh, it sometime this winter man so, sometime what do one day i will i am gonna buy you the fucking trilogy when you when, when the metal gear uh the uh hd metal gear comes out you play that and i'll play mass effect and then we'll when's that coming out to 2026 who knows all right you know what when you leave here tonight, I'm I'm gifting you the Mass Effect trilogy. On I Steam. think I have your like PS. Uh, you know what? The remasters are worth it. They're they're definitely like the the not the remasters. No, they were remasters, right? They're not. Re- yeah, we talked about this in that episode. So, yeah, they're remasters, and they're they're really top notch. But yeah, no, I mean that. I mean that's like super interesting though. Just that whole concept and how mm-hmm. you know that kind of ethos just you know bleeds into like not only like the design of the game, but like yeah, just like the whole kind of like setting and the whole you know just the whole philosophy almost of the game that's like that's super interesting what do you other than that Mm -hmm. what do you think are some examples some other examples that would make a game a canadian game i find that canadian games tend to be slower paced if that feels like anything like uh the long 
dark. I, I watched a video of it. I haven't actually played it, but it's like, you know, it's a relatively slow-paced game. The Mass Effect games, sure, they have action, but there's a lot of chatting. I feel like I feel like Canadians aren't quite as bombastic as uh, American developers, but I will also say they're not quite as languid as some European games, so I don't know. Like like anything else, Canada is this weird sort of hybrid of European and American culture sort of meeting in one place. But I would find, like, and also... This is okay. I'm, I'm going to sound like a super Canadian patron. I apologize, but there's also like a, a sense of respect, which ties into the whole cultural mosaic thing, where people like you know, there. It's not about, like it's it's not as flashy. I find what few games I played as Canadians. Plus, also they don't they don't take themselves too seriously. This other game I played, which isn't set in Canada, but was made by a Canadian uh, studio called Chivalry, was this multiplayer online. Uh, pvp game where you're running around as knights with different medieval weapons and bows and arrows but it, it sort of was still had like a, a sense of humor about itself which i think is also important in canadian games but how about you sorry i've been monopolizing this no topic, no please. not at all not at all yeah i mean i feel like i don't know i'm I, I guess like as i was going through a lot of these games that were you know maybe made or set in canada i definitely haven't played a huge amount of them but i feel like the ones I have played, they have a very strong attention to detail. Like, okay. I think about games like Cuphead, where it's like, the attention to detail in Cuphead is just, like, insane. Like, these, like all the animation is, like, hand-drawn. It's, like, it's one of these, it's almost like a bullet hell game, but it's, like, a platformer, and it's essentially just a boss gauntlet. But it's just, like, like the hitboxes are, like, so perfect in that game. It just, like, it almost has this, like, higher level of quality. And... I don't know. I just, I just feel like that. I don't. Know, I, I, I can't say that across the board because I haven't played enough. But I just, I, I just think that even like I played a little bit of what is it, Phoenix Rising, Immortal Phoenix Rising, and like that's an Ubisoft game, but like it didn't feel like an Ubisoft game. Like you know what I mean? Sorry, is that Ubisoft Montreal? Is that also? Yeah, Canada that's Canada? Ubisoft Montreal. Oh. oh no! Are we about to have a gotcha moment? Some hardcore journalism, Andrew Lanza claims we saw yeah we saw montreal okay good um so yeah so it's like i just feel like like even in the like the framework of being like uh an ubisoft like an ubisoft are notorious for the like giant map yeah giant map lot yeah lots of little bases you have a tower to climb that you know reveals the rest of the map and like you know, Phoenix Rising does have some of that. I didn't play a huge amount of it. I got it for like cheap, so it was like one of those like I played for a couple hours. But it does some of have some of that Ubisoftification of uh, that. But like it didn't feel like an Ubisoft game. Would you recommend it? Because I've, I've thought about it from time to time, but it doesn't. Yeah, it's not it, quite it was, at the top of my. It was one of those games list. where like I started playing it and I was like, "This is a ton of fun," and then I just kind of bounced off it really quickly. I think something else came out yeah, along yeah. the same times, and I, I was like, "This will be great to go back to," and I just never did. But yeah, I mean, if you can find it for cheap, absolutely, I would grab it. Yeah. And then another game too, uh, along the same lines, is. Uh, ea uh squadrons the star wars squadrons game that game it's like that game was a lot of fun like i am a fan of those like arcadey sorry is this the one that came out very recently or the one that came out like for like the gamecube no no this came out like not re- like it came out like two years ago okay sorry that that to me is recently i'm an old man like anything in the last 10 years is recent uh it came out i have it up here but it is the most recent one with the name yeah yeah yeah, i know which one you're talking about sorry 2017 holy oh no that's battlefront 2 oh it came out more recently than that like it literally came out last year or something didn't it yeah i don't know it doesn't say when this came out oh no it's 2020 2020 there you go so yeah so that's another game where it's like like how i compared like the ubisoft like that's it. EA made uh, squadrons. Um, who was it? EA Montreal. But again, like that game, it feels like it had more of a polish than your average Star Wars game. Even like, um, what's, what? that, what's that other one that I got re- kind of recently? Uh, Darker Jedi Apprentice or no? Oh, uh, uh, Jedi. Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Yeah. Yeah. So like Fallen Order, like I had fun with that game, but like it was it was a little rough around. It was. I liked it. And I've actually got surprisingly far in it, but it definitely was a, what I call it, like, as of right now, a between game. It's like, oh, there's 
games are really into but i would just want to be playing something right now and it was a between game it's kind of like i enjoyed it but the moment something else popped up i was like okay yeah and like i don't I, like i like those um like i wouldn't want to have every game be like one of those like uncharted like yeah. curated like set piece moment games with a lot of climbing in between um, a lot of climbing. yeah so it's like i do like those games that are like a little more linear like you know story driven i do like those but yeah so i mean it is hard to compare that game to squadrons but just from like i mean they are both star wars they are both made by ea so there is some comparison to be made but i just feel like star wars squadrons like don't get me wrong it's not a perfect game by any means but i feel like there was a level of polish um that maybe wasn't seen in the other ea mm-hmm. star wars games and i'm you know you know battlefront 2 i know is at a pretty good place now battlefront 1 whatever but yeah so it's like i i really enjoyed that game i don't know if i would necessarily say either of those two games were very quote canadian mm-hmm. but yeah as far as like the development goes i would i would Sorry, say are you talking battlefront and no uh, no um um fallen order and... uh no 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 um squadrons and uh phoenix uh, oh, oh yes, phoenix sorry. rising yes of course yeah. uh sorry no you're you're right i should make sure we're all on the same page um so yeah so as far as like i don't know how much of like canadiana they have incorporated in them but i do think that those games probably had like a little bit more polish then, I never played Squadrons, but the videos I saw of it, it looked really... It looked like you were basically playing in a very high-budget movie of Star Wars. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a lot of, I mean, I'm a fan of those, like, old, like, Rogue Squadron games. Like, yeah. even I I played, like, X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter. Rogue Squadron was one on Cube, yeah. GameCube, wasn't it? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah well, it was on... Rogue Squadron 1 was on 64, and then 2 and 3 were on GameCube. Okay, yeah, that, that was what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, no, and it is very much a spiritual successor to those. Right. But, like, I played even, like, uh, X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter and stuff. Like, those were... I like... I like my flight sims, like my flight, like I like a more um, arcadey. Yeah. So same. These, this is more like yeah, even like X Wing vs Tie Fighter. Those were way more. So I did just buy you Microsoft Flight Simulator. Oh, that's what that whole room was set. It was dedicated to that you wouldn't let me go into. Yeah, it's in there. Like I don't know how you're gonna get this room back to your place. Maybe on the subway. I don't know. <laughs> that's fine. I can call you an Uber. Well, we'll 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 figure it out. Fine, a lift. <laughs> yeah. So. Having said that, would you say you have some, you know, standout games, like some games that either were made by Canadians or that are set in Canada, whatever, just your favorite quote Canadian games? Made by Canadians, absolutely. Set in Canada, that's sort of hard. But like I said, uh, well, first of all, Mass Effect series was made by Canada. And I guess, you know what, technically in Mass Effect 3, you start in Vancouver. I was about to say, on my research, I found out that that is a thing. Yeah. I didn't know that. And, uh, spoiler alert? You leave Vancouver pretty quickly because of conditions there. Um, the game what? You leave Vancouver pretty quickly because of conditions there. And let's just leave it at that. Okay. Well, I, I, mean, I mean... You're going to I, play I, the series, Andrew, and you're is, going to love it. Is it that far off from what Vancouver what Vancouver's like nowadays? No, actually, in the movie, even when shit goes down, it's nicer than it is now. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, take that, Red Uh But Spoken like a true Torontonian. The only part Canada matters, yo. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm it's kidding. ironic that it is somehow smack dab in the center of Canada on the map. It's, it's, it's quite astonishing. I mean, I'm just saying. like, And it has three O's in it. So do any other cities have three X's in it? We win. I mean, and it's like the Earth. The Earth is a sphere, so I mean, really, any point could be the. the Toronto center. is three times better than the Earth because it has three spheres in it. Damn, I actually just literally had to spell Toronto in my head right now to make sure I was right about the number of O's. I was. Um, wait, T O R O N T. Yes, I was. And for the record, we're kidding. We love all of all Canada. of Canada is great. You know what? Everybody is great. You know, there's jerks in every culture, even in Toronto. I'm wondering. especially in Toronto. Oh yeah. Uh, but the other one uh, I touched on, this was actually made by a company in Toronto, Torn Banner Studios, was is Chivalry, which is this. I when I was looking, I'm like, have I ever played like a Canadian game beyond besides stuff from Bioware? And it turned out I hadn't. There was like a solid half year when I played a lot of Chivalry. It's basically just like a third first person, I believe. Um, you got a battle, so you got a broadsword, you rush into battle, and you hack at your enemies, and then you die and you respawn. You, you're like one of those push maps where you're trying to check checkpoints, that kind of thing, or accomplish certain goals. But it was like a really fun. Di- it, it's sort of like Mordhau and uh, from For Honor. Is that the that's the one that just yeah. came out a couple of years ago, right? Sort of like that, but more fun and less. 
I don't know how to describe, but uh, so that was the Chivalry and Mass Effect were the two Canadian games. And then, I mean, you can always add the rest of the Bioware, um, uh, what's we call it, library, like Jade Empire's great. Uh, Kotor, Kotor, obviously. Kotor 1 and 2. Oh, and for those who don't know, we mean Knights of the Elm Republic. If you don't know, unsubscribe. Ship up and ship it. Or I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I rolled my eyes. And then actually, one that was made by Canada. I mean, Canadians made a lot of this series. I think uh, Ubisoft Montreal made most of the series. But they did make Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, which is the best Assassin's Creed. It's the only one I played, really. It's actually, I played, I played 2 and that. Like, <clears throat> 2 and 3 were good. And I was like, oh, yeah, now this Assassin's Creed series. Oh, new one's good. But when 4 came out, I'm like, being a pirate? And I actually get, oh, this is amazing. Yeah, the actual, like, sailing was dope. I, oh, I love that. And it was great looking. Like, it was really good. But yeah, other than that, uh, the only other game I can think of that was set in Canada, I'm not going to mention because I'm sure you're going to bring it up and talk about, about it. I think I know what you're talking about. And... I'm pretty sure you do. And <laughs> would you like to tell us what that is? Well, first I'll say, uh, I mentioned it earlier, but big shout outs to Cuphead. This game was made by two. I, I I know we've talked about it on the show before, so I apologize if I'm uh, repeating myself. It was made in I think like Burlington, or <gasps> Burlington, something? gateway to Ancaster. I think. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I know it's on a line. Uh, no gateway to Aldershot. Uh, to Alder, uh, Oakville. Oakville. Yeah, no, I was. No, no. I was like the gateway to Oakville, and Oak, I think Oak, Aldershot's beyond past Oakville on the Via line. I don't know. I just—it's like a station I pass by on the go. I don't know. And then go train. Not like I'm not like on the go. Like no, no, he's on the go, ladies and gentlemen. He's a man on the move. I'm a I'm a mover and a shaker. Here's Andrew Lance. Look at him now. He's a man on the move. He's getting business done. He's shaking hands. Take that, capitalism. Ah, and what's this? Oh, this is the friendly bus driver. Even the bus driver knows that Andrew Lance is a man on the go. You actually just wrote their whole ad campaign for them, so for you, coach, for give coach, me, right? give, give, give me money, go, give me money, Metrolinks. Yeah. Uh, well, by me, I mean Sam. Yeah. So uh, it was made by two brothers. They work for uh, Studio MDHR. I'm not sure what that stands for. I'm sure there's probably Cuphead fans being like, "You are dumb." But yeah, so it's made by two brothers: uh, Chad Moldenhauer and Jared Moldenhauer. And then there was apparently those are the directors. And then the producers are like Maria Moldenhauer and Ryan Moldenhauer. And then the designers like, yeah, so these are all like, like it's all it's the Moldenhauer. It's family. the Moldenhauers. I know that they did eventually get more help from Xbox or Microsoft. And I think it's like I know it's I don't know what the relationship is there, but I know it's like under it's kind of like. Microsoft. They probably got the film equivalent of finishing money. Yeah, like, yeah, but I think I think Mike I think they own part of it. I don't think it was just like, hey, we're gonna give you money. I think they own some part. I I don't know exactly what's well. Good for them because Cuphead I is I would never play this game, but it is a game that I'm like I really wish I was into very hard. Well, 2D scrollers because that looks like a fucking fun game. Yeah, well, I mean, I see for everything here, I see it's just Studio MDHR. Like, I don't. Well, MDHR, Morden Howard. Oh, Morden Howard, yeah. Morden yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Agnes on the street is like, oh, what are the Morden Howards up to in their house? Oh, you have to. They've opened up a video game thing. Oh, oh, good for them. That'll keep that Ryan Morden Howard out of trouble. Yes, he's quite the scamp. Oh, yeah. So, like, it's like it's like a very much like a family production over at Studio MDHR, it looks like. Now, Cuphead is you play a little uh, guy. His name is Cupboy, I think, or something like that. What does his head look like? No, his name is Cuphead and his brother's Mugman. It's actually the shape of a rail car. No, I mean, that's the shape of a cup. So, yeah. So, you and you essentially just play a bunch of bosses, but it's all uh, hand-drawn animation. Like, if you, if you haven't heard of this game, which I'm sure you have, who hasn't? But, like, it's all hand-drawn animation. Uh, check it out. It is so fucking hard. I'm... I like games with a challenge, but, like, man, this game is just, like, you're just... You have to learn all the bosses' patterns, like, exactly. And it's just, like, you have to do these, like, boss gauntlets at the end where you have to just play through, like four bosses in a row with like three hits Ugh. and it's just like it's one of those things too where it's like okay you beat the first boss great 
beat the second boss. Oh, you took two hits on the second boss. Restart. Or like, oh, I got to the third boss and I took like I took too much damage on the on the third boss. So like, let me restart. And it's just like you just have to like memorize all the attack patterns. But it's like it's such a fair game. It's such a fair game. Every time you die, you're like, yep, that was my fault. I I, I Cuphead, like I said, I wish I could. I, I was in that game because I really like the look. Like oh, I, it's, I, it's it gorgeous. Looks, it's any stunning. video I see of it looks amazing, and I, I, whether it's one boss or the flower boss or the chef boss, I don't really know what's going on in it. Like it's a game that I'm like, oh, I wish I liked this kind of game because I want to get enveloped in that kind of world. But then you're telling me not only is it the type of game I don't like, it's very hard. It's so I'm hard. gonna have to take that. And like the thing is too is like it's hard, but it's like like you said, it's like you're interested in the game, but you want to like it. I like the game, but I want to be good at it. But it's like. My brain doesn't want to devote that much time to this game to, like, get good at it. Like, I'm sure if I beat it, like, I would get, like, the good brain chemicals and be super satisfying. But it's just, like, I don't want to invest that much time to get good at this game. Well, if I ever hear, and since we're in the Toronto area recording this, the Morden Howards might be listening. Uh, if you guys are released, like, an easy mode for this, I will happily buy that. I don't think they ever will. I think that's, oh, no, like, no, I it's, like, matter. a point of yeah, contention. Just, come on, for... For me, for old Sam, I know there was also a Netflix show. I haven't seen it though. I'd love to watch it. Was it Netflix... still in development? No, I think it did. It come out? out? Like I, I, I feel like okay. I'm, I'm, I'm finding it. I'm finding it. Because if there is, I'd watch that. That's that's perfect for me. I wanted to experience the world. I don't want the Cuphead show. Uh, 29th. Oh, it was announced. Uh, series premiere February 18th, 2022. So, all right. Well, let's get in our wayback machines. Go start up the time machine. Yep. Uh, yeah. So it's been out for a little while. So yeah, I don't know. I've got to check that out. And I hear yeah. I've I've heard I've heard not much about it to be honest with you. I was I wish I've heard good things. I, I just want to see the visuals. So this sounds entirely mal. It's like I get to experience Cuphead, but I don't sit there going like, oh, I'm pathetic at this video game, so therefore life. Yeah, and it's like that classic like hand drawn animation yeah. style too, which is really great. Yeah. So obviously that is a game that exists so moving on <laughs> or does it have we just been gaslighting you audience <laughs> gaslighting with Sam all and those videos we put up last night so when you're looking up it's like wow there's a lot of stuff about this cuphead it doesn't exist yeah so we were also behind the polybius uh, arcade game back in the 80s that was us what's that about again i remember that's the arcade that. game where it's like uh, it was this arcade box that apparently only showed up in a couple short game, short places, and apparently the the, the the rumor is like the CIA was doing mind experiments and people would play it and go right. crazy, and some kid died while playing it. They say. I remember, I remember seeing uh, like a YouTube video on this yeah, like, short, kind of recently. Truth. the truth is out there, Mulder. <laughs> Does that make me Scully? Yeah, I'm okay with that. I wish I was Scully. Jeez. Oh man, I wish I was a redhead. Yeah. So the other game that thanks, Dad's recessive gene. <laughs> Uh, the other game, uh, my other favorite Canadian game, which again, I know we've talked about this on the show. We only talk about really three games, I think. Uh, Mass Effect, Metal Gear, Pokemon, Destiny. Destiny but we've been, we've been cooled been off on Destiny. Destiny yeah. And now Scott Pilgrim. Oh, by the way, our next episode is Destiny. Uh, go on. Our next, de- our next Destiny is the Bioware of Mass Effect Metal Gear Solid. That's our next Pokemon. What the hell are you talking I had a stroke. I had, I had a stroke. I, and we're back. Sorry, I had to call 911. Andrew had a bit of an issue, but he's he's back fine now. Andrew, now now take the IV out, the little nose thing off. Okay. Yeah, there. now you can speak. Beep. Beep. Great. He's Beep. been replaced by Sputnik. Uh, <laughs> shout out Sputnik, honestly. Yeah, one love Sputnik. I'm pretty sure it's not. Is, is, uh, no. we're, we're, a, we're a Sputnik right now. Oh, Sputnik crashed, like, I think a year or two after it went. Like, satellites don't, if you don't do anything, they go down pretty quick. But, like, it didn't just, like, float away. I guess gravity would. Yeah, basically, whenever you launch something like that, it starts in orbit. And every orbit, unless you're doing something to improve it, is basically the thing falling to Earth at a very slow rate. Unless it breaks through the gravitational pull of Earth. Yeah, I if guess. you were, like, shooting it to the moon or something. But Sputnik was purely an orbiting thing, so. Yeah, so anyway. Is this a Cold War podcast? I think. No, no. Think, video think, games, video games. All I right. Think by th- I think at this point, by time, it actually technically is a Cold War podcast. Oh, wow. That long, huh? 41 years of video games. The world stood on a knife edge as Sam Hall and Andrew Lenson talked video games. This is pretty much the Cuban Missile Crisis, but about video games. Oh, by the way, free advice. Because I know in Toronto, we shoot a lot of Christmas movies. 
I am going to give you a killer name for a Christmas Hallmark movie. The Cuban Mistletoe Crisis. <laughs> that's so good. I came. I, the name came up to me. It's been with me for years. I want to come up with a script that works with that. It's got. It's got to like take place in Miami, though. Yeah, probably. Well, no, you just have a. Uh, it could be a Cuban family, and they're always in like Pennsylvania or something like that. Some kind of like small Connecticut. I was thinking Miami because there's like a big Cuban population in Miami. Yeah, they're allowed to travel out of that city. You know that, right? I don't know. Well, I don't uh, live there, so I can't confirm that. Actually, I had, a, I had a, got a Cuban friend growing up. Actually, so that is true. That checks out. Shout out to Ronaldo. Was it Castro? <laughs> I wish. That'd be dope if I was friends with Castro. I'd be like... Well, you could be the prime minister. Anyway. Yeah. So my other <laughs> choice, long story longer, is Scott Pilgrim. So another ooh, Ubisoft ooh. Montreal game. This one is cool because this one's very Canadian. Unabashedly and I, so. Yeah. I think... I mean, again, I know we've talked about Scott Pilgrim a couple times, but I mean, we'd be pretty shitty if we didn't mention it. It's pretty much... What? What <laughs> like what? It's pretty <laughs> much the most Canadian video game there is. Yeah, I guess unless you're playing like as the Leafs in an NHL franchise game. Yeah, and like that's another thing. We were talking about games that take place in Canada. Like yeah, obviously te- like... Technically yeah. I played in the Canucks Stadium on NHL. Yeah, exactly. Like all like... Shout like, out to the People's uh, Hockey League. Like we know Madden takes place in Canada. There's like... I think I think they got the Argos and Mad- Madden. I'm kidding. Really? <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't, I'm kidding. Know. I'm I don't know. I really actually... I don't know. Maybe... You know what? Maybe there is a whole CFL section in Madden. I wouldn't... There probably isn't. But if there was, I wouldn't know. I haven't played a Madden since like I don't 92. Think I've ever played I may have played one like on yeah like back when it was like Sega three, like three on, like pixels Sega. and yeah like no no I don't think I've ever played a Madden game. It, I literally played like this like the ones on Sega Genesis yeah. back in the day. But yeah, so like obviously Scott all Pilgrim. like sports games are yeah, but like all sports games whatever like they all like in like racing games you got tracks taking place. Tony Hawk has levels. We talked about Tony Hawk has like the um like Vancouver level and stuff like that. Uh Overwatch I know has the new Toronto level. I have actually played it. Oh, that's right. I saw it's you play Overwatch the other day. It's fine. It's it's Is it's, it? it's kind of, it looks like future toronto okay. you know like but it's it, it's not like holy shit i'm defending against talon on the streets of toronto it's like no yeah that's the cn tower okay yeah, See, yeah there's a there's a futuristic streetcar like one thing i really i remember it really pissed me off and like i really hate it when i see my hometown depicted in media that's like so blatantly incorrect like whatever if you get the intersections wrong of a street, fine, whatever. Like, or you know, you have two landmarks too close together, whatever. But I remember uh, specifically an episode of The Simpsons where The Simpsons go to Toronto. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul Schaefer, birthplace of Paul Schaefer was the bus station. Oh, I don't even remember that. But I, the one thing I do remember about that episode yeah, no. is they would sh- they showed the CN Tower, and then in behind the CN Tower was mountains. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's just like okay, like did nobody Google a picture of CN uh, Tower? You know, honestly, if you're not from Canada, you just think Canada is Toronto and mountains. To be honest, with some, I, I, I know that's fine. I get, I get that. But then you think the animators would just be like, "Hey, let me, let me Bing." We're getting that Bing money. Let me Bing up a quick. Oh, picture. sorry, I'm sponsored by Ask Jeeves now for research with the journalism. Oh, I mean, we're still hosted by Angel Fire, so you AOL. better change com. that. But All yeah. listeners get a free CD in their mail. Nice. You've got mail and it's our CD. <laughs> there you go. Um, we'll be hand delivering them saying that. So, yeah. So it's just like, like, again, like, I don't care. Like, if you're like, okay, fine. Like, the CN Tower doesn't look exactly, you know, it's like an artist's interpretation of the Simpsons CN Tower. Fine. But it's like, man, if like throwing a mountain, like, we got no mountains anywhere close to us. Like, we got the Niagara Escarpment. Blue That's- Mountain. I mean, is that is that a mountain? No, yeah, I I've seen it. It's, that's like it's, a big it's, hill. It's, it's a very large hill. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or it might be one of those things where technically it hits the, the yeah. height of a mountain or some geostructure. Oh, but it's not like in like in that Simpsons episode. It's like the fucking Rockies behind. Ironically, it is not snow capped. It is. They have snow on it, but it's not like a snow peaked mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah, all mountains so anyway, look like the Alps. So yeah. So then, but then you have like you know Scott Pilgrim, where it's like. You know, this game was made in Ubisoft, like it was made in Montreal for Ubisoft Montreal. It's based on, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shout outs, uh, pour one out. It's, uh, you know, set in Toronto. It's the characters are all from Toronto. Uh, it's based on an IP, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, which is, you know, it was a graphic novel turned into a movie. Great movie. 
excellent movie. Yep, excellent graphic novels. I, I yep. was a big fan of them. Even the, back I don't. I feel it didn't stick the land, the ending. Uh, it was fine. I'll, I'll agree with that. It, it definitely there was definitely a dip in quality, kind of like like not even so much quality. For... It's just I didn't like where it went. Yeah, the ending of the book. If you haven't, if you've only seen the movie, which <clears throat> I'm sure a lot of people have only seen the movie, uh, the books are quite different than the movie. Yeah. There's a lot of extra characters. I mean, obviously, like, like the movie is definitely very focused on the first two books, and then kind of like shoehorns the end, like an ending of like an alternate. Well, it's like they the got book. to a point they said, okay, instead of the rest of the books, we're just going to end it like this. Yeah, but don't even get me started because they reshot to get the ending that's in the movie when they should have used the original ending which made more sense knives is a child though true but just the way it's set up it feels like he should be getting back with her i don't know ah anyway yeah so it's it's like a very unabashedly canadian like even the source material like the movie the books all that stuff like it's so canadian like in the books there's like you know, uh, a parts that take place at, you know, Honest Ed's, which is a now defunct. Rest what, in peace. What would you even call Honest Ed's? Like a bargain S- bonanza store? Bargain store? I think bargain store. It was store like this, like for people oh, that don't know so Honest great. Ed's, it was just this giant maze of interconnected buildings that kind of had been like purchased and like mashed together over decades that it was like, and it, it's like essentially like this giant ridiculous dollar store but they sell, but they had like tons of like Elvis busts. And Everything stuff. you wanted, like shot glasses, check, mops, check, giant oil paintings, check. Like, you know, Elvis like, busts, Elvis busts, 100%. And then there's, and like, the, 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 like the um, decor was always very kitschy, yeah. and like there's like lots and of like old movie posters, like a clear organizational. The organization felt like we just got this. Where do we have space for this? Like, you would, it wasn't like, oh, yeah. they were kind of like, well, this is roughly where the kitchen stuff is, and this is roughly where the cleaning but stuff is. But then there'd always be like another kitchen section. Yeah, and, and you'd be like, be like, oh, like wait, another. why are there mugs up here by the posters? You know, it's, it, yeah. but it was, when you, when I was in my early 20s, and then probably you as well, when you get your first place, and I, one of my first places was sort of in that end, man, it was the best. Because you'd be like, oh, I need a mop, and Honestly, I only have two dollars. I never I really... Two mops. I never really went in there for a serious reason. I have been oh, I in do. there a bunch of times, but every time was like either I'm like going in for like candy or like something kind of silly or I'm just going in to wander. And like you would go in there and you would just get fucking lost to the point where you're like, okay, like I'm kind of getting a little bit worried. Like I want to find an exit There now. definitely comes a point when you've got your stuff and the first <laughs> crisis is like, I can't find what I'm looking for. And then when you find you're like, how do I get out of here? Yeah, like yeah. you definitely think, but it's like um, cute at first. The shot glasses that we'll be using to celebrate the end of this recording with the, some shots of fine, fine Uzo. Uh, oh, that's news to me. Is uh, we're bought at Honest Ed's. Excellent. Yeah. So yeah, like Honest Ed's, like Canadian institution, like that. Ta- like that's in Scott Pilgrim. I mean, there's it takes place at you know Sneaky D's, uh, Castle Loma. Just yes. I'm sorry, I just raised my hand. Uh, well, yes, you certainly I gotta hat. say, actually, it was one of the most Canadian things for me. The pizza pizza restaurant. That to me was like oh, the most yeah. Canadian. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, that is just a Canadian company, isn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Canadian. Yeah, I hope so. I hope that's not subjected to the rest pizza, of the world. No, no. I hope that's best not subjected. pizza in the city. Give us free money. Yeah, it's actually the best pizza in the, wor- in the world. No, there's a small town in madagascar that makes better pizza i've heard honestly i I like my pizza like a piece of cardboard with watery tomato soup on top that's That's why you like domino's no domino's is the best of the shit of out of all the like obviously i'm not comparing it to blondies or like descendant or like wherever like not even like i like a fucking pizziolo but like uh slow south is actually good i just tried their pizza for first time but that's not a chain yeah, but why are you not ordering from a good pizza place? Because why? I'm poor, brother. Well, then eat, eat like a cup of noodles for a couple of weeks and then order a nice pizza. I do, but then sometimes I, sometimes I just want to spend tw- like $23 on a pizza and just be done with it. But Domino's, really? Domino's is fine. You'll pizza have... Nova's better than Domino's. Honestly, fucking tweet sam underscore last name sorry not tweet instagram everybody just big fuck you to sam hall for for talking i'm shit sorry I, it's not that domino's is terrible it's just podcast terrible over. podcast good. over wow this is what broke it huh this is this is the end this is friendship this is the hill you're gonna die on? Fr- friendship right. over with sam hall new friendship with domino's <laughs> 
<laughs> it's not new. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like an old friend. It sounds like you were cheating on me with Domino's. No, no. What is what is that? Okay. There's oh, random... my coffee maker. That's what that was. Okay. There was a random beep. We apologize. Moving on. Anyway, so Scott That's Pilgrim. That's what happens when we do it live. Unabashedly Canadian. Um, it, like, even like... Good game too, like mechanics wise. Yeah, it's it's a fun game. It's you know throwback to kind of like the old school, like Double Dragon. Obviously, tons of influence from River City Ransom, Battle Toads. Et the game. Mm, I don't know about that. Pong. In a way, sure. Zork? Mm, quark. More of a quark. Quark. Yeah. So yeah, the so guy from Deep Space Nine. Like the no, there's, no, wasn't there like a game Quark? With you mean Qbert? Yeah, Qbert. Why am I thinking of Quark? How did you know I was thinking about Qbert? Because so... there aren't a lot of games to start with Q. <laughs> Get out of my head. Okay, please let Jezzard, me talk baby. about Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, we shouldn't record like this. <laughs> no, this is good. This it's is too fine. easy for me to interrupt. I'm looking at you. I'm just like, what's he going to say? This is fine. Yeah, so just like it's such a Canadian game from the settings to the characters to like even the uh, the artist slash writer of the series, Brian Lee O'Malley, is Canadian. I'm not sure where he was born, but when he was uh, living here, he was... Uh, I feel like it's Brandon. I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, I could look it up. I'll um, do that for you. Nice. Um, Good man. So, yeah. So, Brian Lee O'Malley is the, the uh, you know, the writer slash artist. Yeah. And it's just it's just so like even when you beat up guys and they die, they drop money. That's, you know, toonies and loonies and Canadian quarters. I love that, by the way. Yeah. yeah and like there's like a level at, at Lee's Palace. There's, you know, you're at Sneaky D's. Like you're walking by Sneaky D's. You're it's just. Yeah. London, Ontario. Oh, London, Ontario. There you go. I, I, I knew it was. I was. I was sure it was Canada, but I wasn't sure where. The place where you step off a train and go. Ah, I meant to get off in Ancaster. Aldershot. I don't, I don't know if I've ever been to London, Ontario. It, you know what? Imagine the most boring parts of five large cities got sort of quilted together in an odd shape that doesn't quite make sense. London, Ontario. Also, a lot of old people, and my dad, who is an old person. Well, shout out Sam. Sam's dad. Yeah, I think he actually listens to this podcast. Well, I am learning. I, I love learning about your train spawning habits, sir. When he listened to it, he said, oh, I have a new son I like now, Andrew. I don't like <laughs> That's anymore. so great. That's the first time I've heard that. That he, that Any I'm father a son, liking you? Yeah, I'm a son that somebody likes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what's worse, that you never heard that, or the fact that I now have a father who likes you better. Are we brothers? I don't know. Do we just become brothers? I think we have to cut our hands and shake. I'm not sure how this works. <laughs> you just gotta spit. And... <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So it's like, like I don't, I don't have much else to say. Like, no, Scott Pilgrim is a great a ton, game. Tons of fun, and it is very Canadian. Like, and it's not just. I mean, obviously the locations are Canadian, the money's Canadian, the characters Canadian, but it just has that kind of like. Again, Silly humor. Yeah, like Canadian vibe that's slightly funny, but like, you know, it's somewhere between American slapstick and dry yeah. British humor. Like somewhere right in the middle where Canadian humor sits, that game has in spades. And it's also a really good brawling game. Can I mention one more game that I forgot to mention that I mentioned? Yeah. The Warriors, the PS2 game, was made in, uh, by Rockstar Toronto. Are you joking me? I'm... We talked about this. I know. Did we already talk about this on Yeah. Stuff? I thought we talked about it. No, we talked about it like oh my God. half an hour ago. I thought we talked about that before. We t- oh, my God. Guys, I'm old. I'm old. My brain is fried. Oh, I'd, say, so... I'd say, boy, I'd cut this out, but we're live. Nah, we're gotta live, pal. Gotta keep it up. Oh, we're live, Christ. pal. All right. I, I just, uh, oh, wow. This is disturbing. I mean, it might. This is a, could be a sign of something. <laughs> That's totally fine. I love it. Still a great game, though. The Warriors. Mm, such a good game. Still. Are you sure we talked about it earlier? Like, I know we talked about it earlier, but not before we started recording. Listeners, I am nodding my head furiously. Wow. Don't worry. Yeah, everybody who's listening is like, yeah. All right. That's All right. fine. Anyway. Boy, I'll take me a take part out where I was talking about it. No, we're not doing anything. This is, this is live, pal. It's live. So, yeah. So, I guess that'll wrap things up. Yeah. No, I mean, the thing is, like, when it comes to the topic of Canadian games, it's not like a lot of people don't set their games distinctly in Canada mm. and there isn't a massive Canadian video game industry like there is in obviously America and then to another extent Japan China probably has like it but i will say when you play a canadian game if you know that it's canadian you can see the in my experience a little sort of touches of like multiculturalism and uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
even I'd say politeness and humor sort of thing. There is there is a very distinct Canadian feel, and I think and there's a distinct Canadian humor too. It's like yes. if you watch, yes. I can't. You mentioned it before, where it's kind of like in between that kind of like American slapstick and British dryness, where it's almost like it's kind of like brutal realism in there, comedy. It's almost. like humorous cynicism. Like, yes, like it's like they're cynics, but they're not like the the horrible cynic which is like who knows the price of everything and the value of nothing they're like you know humorous cynics who are kind of like i'm gonna poke fun at what's going on but i understand this might matter to somebody but i'm still gonna see the, the... yeah and you see that you see that creep through and i think it's like obviously like you said there's like mm-hmm. you know tons of games set in japan there's tons of games set in america there's you know there's tons of games set all over the world sure and it's definitely a little more rare to see a game that is like very much like this is set in Canada. Well, actually, I do remember hearing about Rockstar's uh, next game after GTA 6. They're actually going to put the next Grand Theft Auto in Toronto. It's going to be GTA, GTA. <laughs> so lame. Um, I honestly, though, I've always like, we've talked about this so many times, like <laughs> just shooting the shit on Discord or whatever. But like to have an actual game set in toronto like a gta or like a watchdogs or whatever whatever it may be to have like that in a video game because it's even like i've played so much of division that like when i went to new york i was like like or sorry it was the other way around i went to um I went to New York first, yeah, and then when i came, and when i played division it was like holy shit like i feel like i've already been yeah. here but it's like yeah to have that be in a game is like the dream like i would i would i don't know if that will ever happen I'm, but, sh- I'm sure it ha- there has to have been games that were set in Toronto that we're just not aware of. No, I mean, I went through a ton of different... Like, the the one that really surprised me, actually, was Celeste. I didn't know that Celeste was based on... Like, I know that it was a Canadian game, but there's actually a mountain in Vancouver called Celeste that... or some variation like very close to celeste i can't remember if it was exactly celeste or something but yeah it's based on that mountain and actually i had no idea but yeah i feel i feel like is a tiny redheaded woman who climbs the mountain that's that's very meta wow but yeah so it's it's like yeah i feel like if there was an open world game set in toronto we would have come across it yeah yeah on our limited research at least oh very limited like Uh, i literally mm -hmm. just typed can uh and forgot about middle a and just let it fly i usually do but yeah i mean like like you said it's like when you when you're being when you're creating art or whatever it's like some of your own bias some of your own influence whatever that's that's going to seep into the game and it's like i think that's one thing we can't agree on is is that canadian games even if they are like a triple a big budget ubisoft or ea game there's just kind of like a little bit uh, there's just something different about it, like just a little bit different where it's like, I don't know, it, it's so hard. Like even mm-hmm. being Canadian is so hard to quantify. You know what I mean? It's like our culture is so tied to, you know, um, the Ameri- American culture where it's it like for a long time, it was kind of hard that, for Canadians to even have their own identity because we were so tied to the American culture. And I definitely feel like over the last, like obviously Canada's always had their own identity. Don't get me wrong. But I just feel like now it's like we've kind of embraced that and leaned into that more. It's kind of more, I, I don't know, maybe it's just my own bias, but I just remember it being younger. It was almost kind of like we're always kind of like second fiddle to Canada, America's second, like we're mm-hmm. always kind of like Canada's, oh, sorry, America's yeah, we were like second fiddle brother. to the United Kingdom before that. So. Yeah. Well, it, where it's kind of like, yeah, we're like their younger brother. It's like, you know, Britain's younger brother, America's younger brother, where now we're kind of over the last, you know, few decades, especially again, this isn't like Canada had culture before. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like, I feel like we've really like embraced and stepped into our own over the last little while. And I feel like now maybe moving forward that will like, we see it again, Scott Pilgrim, even though it is what, 10 years old now. Oh, Scott Pilgrim was like 2011. It's like, 11 or 12 years yeah yeah i actually i think we just just had the 10th anniversary um yeah but anyway so i think we will see now maybe that to say like it's in vogue but like i don't know i just feel like the canadian 2010 for the movie but did the game came out coming out at the same time yeah didn't the game come out at the same time i was like Mm -hmm. i don't know isn't this a, Isn't this a great podcast listening to someone look up something on the internet? Uh, click, we, I feel like click, we click. I feel like we do it. I mean we don't have we don't have like I wish we, we should have lied and just been like, hey, can can you look that up, Johnny? 
Yeah, Johnny. Johnny. It's just us. But yeah, so I think I think you will see a little bit more of of that moving forward. And you know, maybe we will we will see our our favorite uh game series take place in Toronto or GTA GTA. There you go. GTA Toronto would be the dream. I'm just saying. Mm, yeah. Yeah, no, I'd like it. But yeah, so I guess that'll about wrap things up. Um, do you want to let everybody know where they can find you? I can be found as Sam, at Sam underscore last name, all spelled out. Really, really should choose a different name. Uh, on Instagram, and uh, we are the Buffs and Nerfs, B-U-F-F-S-N-N-E-R-F-S on Instagram as well. Andrew, anything, where can people find you? And perhaps what parent company decides our fates uh <laughs> yes decides our fate yeah so i'm at l-a-n-c-a it's e-l-a-e-n-c-i-a-e you can find me at uh twitter instagram those are the places i'm most active um again new buffs and nerfs instagram account at buffs and nerfs i mean i feel like at this point if you are interested in the podcast like just follow the fucking instagram like what are you doing all right, I'd like to know. I would not say just follow the fucking Instagram to our fans. We I, I said it. We, I said it. we would love for you to follow. Please follow. But if you choose not to, tell not me a why problem, they man. wouldn't, though. Not a problem. Uh, because they're allergic to Instagram. They're allergic to quality. <laughs> that would explain why they're listening to us. <laughs> Yeah, they're just listening, sneezing profusely. No, no, they're showing no symptoms when they listen to us. It's great. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so then you can find us, uh, as I said, on Instagram. That's new. Um, that's the best place to, like, you know, see when we're posting um, some behind-the-scenes stuff sometimes once in a while. Uh, that's Buffs and Nerfs, B-U-F-F-S-N-N-E-R-F-S. That's on Instagram, as Sam had mentioned. And yeah, we just, uh, you know, we're, we're uh, what's the word? Uh, we're Trailing <laughs> off here, of what, having a hard time closing this. What are we looking for here? What does mine We're presented. I literally, I, I literally could not think of the word presented. I don't know why. Ah. It's been a long hour. We've been presented by Mind Refinery. You, If you want to check out Mind Refinery, we have a whole bunch of different content, long form, short form, music videos, other podcasts, documentaries. All sorts of fun content. We got a lot of culinary stuff. Our series Plated follows different um, restaurants in Toronto. And yeah, there's just a whole bunch of stuff on there. It's all free. You can search us on YouTube, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Just search Mind Refinery or The Mind Refinery. It will come up. And then as always, just wanted to thank Boyan, who does all our fun sound editing. Hopefully. Awesome work, Boyan. Big shout out, Boyan. Shout out. I don't think he has to do much work on this one because we're doing it live. Again, this was an experiment, so sorry if yeah, this, this sounds terrible. We, we promise we won't do it again. Yes, this is this. If this gets released, it probably will. Well, who are we kidding? So yeah. So again, thank you to Boyan and thank big thank you to George L for doing all the back uh, the the back end stuff. He's he does all the uploading. Make sure that everything is good and in order on Spotify and Apple Music, where you can find our podcast and other Mind Refinery podcasts. So that pretty much sums everything up. Um, oh, Canada. We stand on guard for thee. Does anyone else, when they hear that song, only know it bilingually? Like, know the first few lines in English and the next few lines in French? Then oh, no, English. I don't know it in French when it at went, all. When it went back and forth in my schools, it was always like, because I guess I went to the school that had French, so you would get half French, half English, but it would alternate between verses. Were you not allowed to move in the hallways? I remember that was a big thing. Like, if they announced yeah, when I was you, young, like, you yeah. can't move, like, no yeah, moving yeah, in the hallways. Yeah, no moving in the hallways. You move in the hallways, the condition falls apart. Yes. It, at least we didn't have to do the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> anyway well i did but they kept saying you're in you're not in america I'm like, how dare you i pledge to this flag manifest this destiny flag. all right that's it thanks for watching oh no like... i've been recording one kilohertz tone all this time thanks everyone bye